You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hello, everyone. This is uh, the Good Reverend Jim once again, and uh, with my uh, best friend, crazy friend, Ronnie. That's me. <laughs> uh, this week, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to make an effort to say ah and um more often. <laughs> more often? Oh, it's opposite day. Yeah, maybe if I try saying it more often, that I will do it less often. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. But uh, reverse psychology. Uh, but to get the show started, we like to, this show is about uh, trying to be a good person, and it's mainly about relationships, pretty much. You forgot. Trying. We're supposed to start with one of my amazing jokes. You are completely right. I got to write that I down. I know. So, so um, I'm a little upset because Kelly and Ryan totally stole my joke this morning, and I was like prepping this one all day, right? Oh, yeah. I guess it's like the New York auto show going on, whatever. Oh. But so um, this is a this is a really good one, especially if you know cars. Which is this going to be a long time or? Well, we got an hour, right? <laughs> 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 Just kidding. Okay, so. Um, why? So stupid. <laughs> I'm kind of embarrassed. <laughs> Why does a chicken coop only have two doors? I think I heard this one. No. Because if it had four doors, it'd be a chicken sedan. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. That one's more the weaker ones. It's I the know. More ones. So <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Does he have a backup joke? Um, I can do one of my grandma's let me, let me, jokes. Let me pull off my earphones so I can hear if the, the, the rush hour traffic's laughing right now or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they are. People are just dying. Right, the other way we want to start our show is uh, <laughs> the show is about relationships, but we talk about astrology a lot because that's my tool for understanding relationships. And uh, in this show, we're not going to talk about astrology too much, but I often refer to astrology. So I want everyone to know what it is. So... Uh, anyway, so every show we're going to try to t- give you the, the, the basics of astrology, and we break uh, astrology down into a few different categories. So I want you to know what category you fit into. Uh, the one astrological category is called qualities, and the qualities are what we call the beginners or what we call the crazy people, the fun and dumb people. That's me. And that's the uh, Aries, the Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. And then we have the middle people. Those are the bitches. Those are the people that can be fun. They can also be smart, but they tend to be very uh, strong people or bitches. <laughs> and those people are the Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. Then we have what we call the geek signs. And uh, the geek signs are, well, that's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> 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 They're kind of smart and a little bit socially awkward. And that, that's, that's me. Uh, uh, that's the Gemini, the Virgos, Sagittarius, Pisces. These categories are a, a, a completely overgeneralization of of personalities. There's obviously a lot more to personalities than just that, but it's a it's a start. It's something to think about. Uh, the other important thing about astrology is elements. Elements, people of the same element are perfectly compatible with each other. So the elements are the fire signs, which are the Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. That's Aries, Leo, Sagittarius. Once again, I'm repeating just in case you didn't hit the first time because you're at the end or something. Uh, but fire signs, Aries, Leo, Sagittarius, you're all could be best buddies. Uh, earth signs are Capricorn, Taurus, and Virgo. That's Capricorn, Taurus, and Virgo. And then we have the air signs, which are the Libra, Aquarius, and Gemini. 
That's Libra, Aquarius, Gemini's. You guys can be best buddies. And then we finally have the water signs, which are the Cancers, Scorpio, and Pisces. And that's what me and Ronnie are. That's why we're best buddies. It is. It is. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, but going back to the air signs, by the way, if you are an air sign, uh, and you live out by the Novi Commerce Township type area, come to my Euchronites at the drafting table, which is on Wednesdays, because it's very air sign heavy. So, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. We just have uh, the-, the just... Bunch of airheads? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> that's for you, Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyways, yeah. So, so yeah. Ryan Ron and I are perfectly compatible, and like I, I, I use astrology as a way of getting people's personalities. Uh, there's other ways of getting people's personalities that I look into. Also, one is the uh, the Myers Briggs, and the Myers Briggs is uh, something where they have you take this a uh, bunch of answer a bunch of questions, and then they put you in one of sixteen different categories, and uh, it's it's pretty accurate because you're answering the questions. What am I? I think you're still crazy. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, you're... I can't remember. Well, I, I want to say you're extroverted, but you're not. You test out to be introverted. Crazy, isn't it? And I, th- I think you have the intuitive down. You're not a thinker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the judgy one or not. What's the other? Judgmental or... Not judgmental. Okay. Uh, TV. Uh... Myers-Briggs, they break things down to like four letters. And the first letter is either an I or an E, introverted or extroverted. The second letter is an N or S, I think, uh, intuitive or sensing. Uh, the third one is a T for thinker and – oh, boy. J for judgmental. J's at the end. Oh. F? So obviously I don't study this one quite as much as I do astrology. <laughs> but actually, if you look at mine, I'm actually INTP, P, perceptive. So judgmental or perceptive. I don't know, whatever. I'm at uh, INTP, but if you look up what my the, the description of my personality, it is it is really dead on. It basically says pretty much I'm a geek, which my astrology tells me I'm a geek too. But So it's extroverts, introverts, sensors, or intuitives – Thinkers, feelers, or mm. judgers and perceivers. Ah, gotcha. So, yeah, I actually use this for my uh, uh, Derby Connections thing. We're talking about this uh, this this euchre night I have at Drafting Table in Wixom. Uh, Drafting Table is a brewery in Wixom. But uh, like I said, it's very – I try to match people up by personalities. I had people uh, take the Myers-Briggs tests or whatever to try to guess what category they are. But it doesn't seem to – play out as right as it does with the astrology. So, and it turns out in this particular group, we have a lot of people in the air sign category that show up. So if they, uh, if, if you're an air sign, if you want to have a good time, come out to the drafting table tomorrow at about six o'clock. Uh, we need earth signs. I only have one that shows up on a regular basis. Uh, Ronnie's husband was nice enough to show up last time, which was fantastic because we finally had another earth sign there, but we can use some more earth signs. But we we, we love we love everyone, <laughs> and that, that's the thing about astrology. It's just it's just like it's, it's just one little aspect of someone's personality, and uh, it's, it's not a you can be friends with anyone. All these air signs, I'm not compatible with air signs at all. But you know, I, I love these people. They're they're they're, they're fantastic people. You just, you know just have to realize that you're not going to have the chemistry like I have with you know someone like a, a Ronnie or something like that. So, and today that's. Kind of what we're going to talk about a little bit more today is even though like we might be per- per- 
perfectly compatible. Like like Ronnie and I are, are, are perfectly compatible, and she really does bring out a, a different side of me. But you know, every relationship, you know, there, there's a lot more to people than just astrology. You know, she went to school for drama. I went to school. For- no, I didn't. I went to school for psychology with a a theater minor. I just flipped him at the end. Is there a drama major? Yes. I believe it's called like uh, theater sciences, maybe. I don't really don't know. So you're, Dramatic you're, arts, maybe? I don't know. So, huh, get that I don't really pay attention words. to that. But I went to school for engineering, and, and that kind of forms a pe- person's personality to a large degree. And, and there's a lot of other things out there, like <laughs> being crazy. You know, we, and we're all cra- – we talk about crazy kind of like tongue-in-cheek, but, you know, crazy is is a really big category, and there's all kinds of crazy. In my little consensus is we're all crazy in our own little way, and it, it kind of makes it almost like difficult to define like what really is crazy and who's crazy. And uh, But but all relationships, uh, everyone's different. There's always different challenges out there, and every relationship needs work. Um, my ex-wife and I went to a, a psychologist or counselor once, and uh, one of the best things I got from that one was he said, marriage is like a garden. You just isn't your first wedding, by the way, Ronnie. <laughs> uh, a a marriage well. is, is is like a a, a garden that uh, you know, in the garden, if you have a weed pop up, you know, you, you better take care of that weed. You know, get rid of it. Not Kill it. Not, not the spouse, not oh. the spouse. The problem, <laughs> the problem. <laughs> The, the spouse is the garden's your relationship. The weed is like the problem. <laughs> so if you have a weed pop up, you better address that problem and take care of it really quickly. It, because if you don't, another one's going to pop up, and another one. These things tend to overtake the whole garden, and before that, you have a, a you know a horrible relationship. So uh, every relationship uh, needs a lot of work. And uh, Ronnie and I actually had a, a really uh, Ronnie and I were working together, and and we actually started fighting and. We st- it was kind of bad. I couldn't deal with how wrong he always was. <clears throat> oh, says the fun and dumb one. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't deal with how right I was. <laughs> <laughs> so, whatever it was, uh, when Ronnie and I worked together, is is, is quite the uh, interesting uh, show. If you guys like like reality TV, like uh, Jersey Shores and all that kind of stuff, you should have seen us in the office because I think we had like a full blown episode there. Where we have like days of actually hours of like fantastic laughing our asses off and have a good old time, but then we we, we started fighting and stuff and we started fighting really loud. Um, but uh, but we, we try to take care of these problems, and one of the ways that we tried doing this, we went to uh, counseling. Yes, I went to counseling with my best friend, <laughs> and uh, the counselors looked at me as like, "You're happy married, right? <laughs> <laughs> you two are not screwing around." It's like, no, no, she's just a friend. It's like, okay, this is a first. <laughs> But I, I, I was like, you know, she's, she's my best friend. I, I love her. And we're also, we have a vested interest because we're working together. And I think that's kind of part of our problem was that we, uh, you ever notice how like a relationship, like when you first start dating someone, you're high in the cloud and the, the, the happiness factor is like way up there. And then as you get more and more closer to each other, that's you where. You realize it, that they're really kind of an ass. Yeah. The, 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 well, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> but but it seems like I pay attention to a lot of relationships and what happens is someone meets someone's like, oh my god that's the best person in the whole world I love that person I love that person I love that person and then they start dating each other and they sleep with each other and they're like well okay now the bar has been a little bit higher and it's almost like people start demanding perfection from the person they love so 
as you get closer to someone, you know, they start nitpicking. It's like, well, wait a sec. Things are getting a little serious. It's like, do I really like the fact that he doesn't put the toilet seat down? You know, can I tell? No. <laughs> I put the toilet seat down, by the way. Well, so so does Dave. He's amazing about it. Actually, I used to uh, – uh, I actually put both sets down. like the. Uh, As one should. Well, no, that kind of changed on me for a little bit there. That's why I figured. What? Who didn't want the, the lid down? Uh, my wife, when she had a back problem. Oh. She found like bending over and lifting up that seat was a little bit harder on her yeah. back. So then I kind of changed my ways and I put both things down. Whereas usually I want to put them uh, uh, both down and stuff. But um, no, so we're talking about, like like I said, we, 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 we Eric, Ronnie and I, we actually did go to counseling. We tried to work things. And I don't know what your, what's your opinion of counselors. I mean, do you think they work? I think, I think there are some that are amazing and some that like are probably sitting there thinking about, I don't know what they're going to do over the weekend. <laughs> and then every once in a while they'll be like, so what do you think about that? And ask, you know, like, I don't, I'm asking you like, how, what the hell am I supposed to do to get this crap corrected in my brain? And they don't, they don't really tell you. Whereas I've had like, like when I lived in Minnesota and saw a therapist out there, she was amazing with, um, you know, just kind of like, well, that's a stupid way of saying things. Like she would just say that. Oh, she's very blunt. Yeah. And I, you know, I kind of need it because if you go, go, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you, Jim. I should find out what sign she is because she was, she was amazing. But, um, you know, I've, I also had a counselor at one point who said, well, when you get stressed out, maybe you should pet your dogs more. I was like, are you freaking kidding me right now? You want me to pet my dogs? Just so you know, that's pretty much all I do because I didn't have a job at the time. So it's like I'm <laughs> always with my dogs and petting the dogs. If I'm not petting them, we're walking around. So oh, what are you talking about? So, yeah, yeah think, there's some good ones, some bad ones. I think that's kind of true with any profession. I, I can't figure about like about 90 percent of people in most professions are just like getting by. And you got 10% that are like really, really good at what they do. And I, I, did, I did tech support and I kind of pay attention. I know some people just kind of fluff through and help out people a little bit, but you don't really care that much. But there's some people that really care about what they do. And, and those those are the gems. But I, I look at doctors and even, I guess, psychiatrists or, or counselors. I'm very bad at English, by the way. I can't speak. And nobody <laughs> so, listens so anyway. I'm going to call it counselors. So, um, but I, I think they're the same ways. And I haven't really found one that really totally wowed me. I mean, with my first marriage, I went to two, I was going through a divorce and we still got divorced. <laughs> and Ronnie and I actually went to two and we still broke up. We did. Yeah. It took a, a year. I think it was exactly a year that we just stopped talking. I was convinced I would never talk to you again. I was like, no, uh, he's dead to me. <laughs> but I knew we would. <laughs> oh, but actually, so kind of, and that kind of leads into our, our nice uh, topic because, like I said, Ronnie and I, we, we were working together and we broke, we broke up and stuff like that. But Ronnie's fantastic about telling me all the issues and what I need to do and stuff like that. She doesn't deliver it nicely all the time. But Hello. I try to be blunt so I can match up with you. If I go pussyfooting around like, oh, Jim, I'm thinking maybe kind of sort of I might want to maybe do this. It's probably wow, the daggers really? in your eyes that gave it away. That's like, you know. Oh, that's the drugs. I, I, like, I like blunt, but not like, ah! 
Jimmy, would you do this? <laughs> but Ryan did a, a lot of things where, where she always told me, it's like, okay, she, well, she tells me what, what her issues are. She said, okay, Jimmy, I don't like this, and I don't like this, and I don't like this. So what do I do is I do those things. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and he considers it, like, really beneficial because he's going to just poke me and keep poking me until, you know, I get right to the breaking limit. No. And then he says, okay. Well, you're wrong there. That's actually what I do with my wife. I poke my wife. I call it tolerance building. Yes, uh, that's uh, it. You, I didn't try to poke you. I just, it just, it just did it. <laughs> <laughs> Without trying, you did an amazing job. But then, uh, one thing Ryan told me about is, is this: uh, uh, she went to this class once for uh, 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 some issue or whatever. for being crazy. Huh? For being crazy. Yes, uh, it's an anti-crazy class called dialectical behavior therapy, and it's amazing. And I think that schools should teach it, like in in high school. Yeah. It's. I think it's possibly the best learning experience I've ever had. Yeah. So Ryan, when we we're fighting and stuff like that, she's like, "Jimmy, you need to read this book." And I was like, "No, I don't." <laughs> Actually, I, I said I do, but I don't, I don't like to read. So, so I didn't really quite read the book. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Ryan gave me a whole bunch of other little advices on things I should do here and there. But you know, sometimes when you're fighting and stuff like that, you just don't quite digest everything. You want to be a stubborn cuss. And sometimes when you're, uh, um, when you're, I don't know. Sometimes you don't quite see the value in something until someone says just the right thing or, or at the right time, and it, it just that's like, oh, now it makes sense. You know, the, right. the floodgates open. It's like now I understand it. Well, just like earlier when when I said, hey, can you text Dave and ask him this? <laughs> yeah. And and Jim's like, um, okay. Okay, well, what, why, what do you want me to say to Dave? And I'm like, well, ask him if I can take the dog in because she just got spayed and I don't want her running around the house. And he's like, well, uh, so he's not, you were so confused. And I, I sat there going, I have no idea why he's so confused. <laughs> well, Jimmy has shit for brains. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally it dawned on us, like, uh, Oh, Dave at the studio, not Dave, my husband. So yeah, Ronnie's married like to a, Dave, and the guy that owns the studio here is also Dave. <laughs> so it was complete lack of. of so so Ronnie wanted to know if it's okay for the dog to be in the studio. <laughs> it's like, what does your husband have to do with this crap? <laughs> what is going to be there and watch the dog or something? What, what, what is he? I, I, I call it. Uh, sometimes we have little communication problems. I say, Ronnie, I just missed a bounce of the ball. The yeah. ball's bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. <laughs> and I missed one little bounce that's really important. <laughs> right. It just totally changed the whole conversation. Uh, so Ronnie told me about this DBT. And actually, I've actually you know, read some, the books on it. I've read a lot about this stuff and watched different videos. And actually, the past week, I've been listening to some podcasts about this stuff. And, and this one lady had a, a, a interesting uh, uh, analogy. An Kind of like the bouncy ball type thing. But what she says is you have two people. Imagine like a, a, a sphere being in between them. And half is painted black and half is painted white. And you get the one person that can only see the black says, it's black. The other person's like, no, it's white. It's black. No, it's white. So they're both arguing, but they don't realize the other person's seeing something totally different. And then hopefully you get someone in the middle that says, hey, guys, this is half black, half white, dummies. You know, pick, And I think that's kind of what the counselors are supposed supposed to do. Yeah. But but you know some some are are better about doing that kind of stuff. And I wonder sometimes if if marriage counselors are like the ones that succeed are more they're more successful just because the people that are sitting in the room with them they're not screaming at each other because you know who wants to really walk into a counselor's office and and just go 
batshit crazy like you would in your kitchen. What and so they instead, do? they like calm oh. down and start talking a little bit more and, you know, explain it. So a third party could understand it and that kind of clears everything up. So it's more the communication between the two people and then there's just got to be a moderator there to uh, – I think it's probably best for counselors to see you when you're fighting. For real, right? Yeah. I Seriously, I want one of those uh, – like a GoPro. <laughs> like I'll just have one like the cops have in their shirts. Just film yeah. everything. Film yeah. every conversation. I want proof. Yeah. I think, I think it's kind of a, a problem with counselors because they don't – Necessarily see like a lot of times. Well, I know when I was going through my divorce counseling. You know, when you go to actually even one with Ronnie, plug your ears, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> so what you secretly want when you go to counseling with another person is you want the counselor to say, "Look at you're, you're the one right. that's crazy. Oh. <laughs> he is just fine. Jimmy, he's an outstanding person. He's, <laughs> that would never happen. You are lucky to have him as a friend." <laughs> And Ronnie secretly said, no, we want the counselor to say, Jimmy's crazy. <laughs> and that's what was said, so. Yeah, so they, they, they uh, everyone has, so, but if you see a fight, you know, that, then you mm-hmm. can, then, then they say, oh, okay, now I see it. <laughs> this is how you guys fight. Yeah. Um, so you, I just found it finally in our, our chat. I am back to the Myers-Briggs thing from like oh. <laughs> four hours ago. I could look um, up on my website. Yeah, you recorded me as being an INFP. I don't know what that means anymore because I'm not on that other page. Uh, introverted, intuitive, uh, F- fun, fun, <laughs> and pretty. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> or feeling and perceiving. Okay, whichever. Yeah, that, that sounds about like you. And actually, the description I consider Ronnie extroverted because well, around well, me, that's she, around you. Yeah. Yeah, because so she has that. But uh, but but when I read the description, it's like okay, I, I I see what you're talking about there. So, so anyways, w- with Ronnie and I, we we uh, went to the counseling, and actually at one point when you know we we, we broke up, whatever, I knew Ronnie would come back to me. <laughs> I, I I knew it, and and uh, I actually that's when I really started studying this D- DBT. Did I ever tell you that? No. Oh, after we, we broke up, I was studying and studying and studying. So if you'd have done it before we had the huge fallout, maybe it wouldn't have happened. But wouldn't no. it be fantastic if I can see the future? You got me. <laughs> Just listen to me. I'm always right. Well, I, yeah. And actually, this, yeah, so this DPT thing, it's made for people that have various issues. But when I started reading through it, the more I got into it, um, it's actually something that can apply to everyone. Mm-hmm. Be- because we all we all get you know crazy right? you know let's, let's, okay, well to, let's, to let's, let's quote go. part of the book you don't stay in your, your Ronnie ha- Ronnie actually brought textbooks to this I did podcast, because I didn't which is have really weird to... watching her it's like she's a, it's like she's trying to take over my geekdom <laughs> she's trying to be she's trying to be queen of the geeks <laughs> so I had to bring it but I think what you're saying is like. It's good to remind people to stay in their wise mind as opposed to being in their reasonable or overly emotional mind. Is that in the PDF you gave me? No, that was a completely different book. This is written by um, somebody named Nancy or something like that, and she's the one who actually started the whole DBT phenomenon. It's not Nancy. Nancy. Especially the M. Maria Lenaham or something like that or something. <laughs> you're so much writer. You're so much writer than me. It's Marsha. Marsha Lenahan. Lenahan, yeah. Uh, do you know that? Uh, so my wife and I went out to Alaska 
uh, last year. And before we go to Alaska, we stopped off at Seattle. And I was flying out there, and that's when Ronnie sent me this DPT book. Mm. And he said, Jimmy, you got to read this thing. I was like, yeah, I do. So I read it on the way out there. And uh, do you know where she studies at? No. Seattle. Did you go see her? I tried to. Really? Yeah, because at that point, uh, we were – so Ronnie and I, we, we found out – Ronnie got me on board with this DBT type thing. I think it's absolutely fantastic. It really would have helped a lot with our fights, a lot with our fights. Um, I just didn't quite get it then. And so I got it. So Ronnie is like, you know, of course, he's saying, Jimmy, you need to take class. And I'm like, no, we need to take the class because it takes two people to fight. And the DBT is like really good about – you know, managing your emotions, not getting too emotional, keeping it kind of reasonable and, and trying to not, not let things flare up. And to me, when you're in a conflict with someone, both people have that issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you tell me to go fuck up. Oh, where's ding. that bell? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when, when you tell me to you know, do something, stuff like that, you know, you may be emotional because you're upset because I did something. But then I get emotional because you did it to me. And then right. we had this big, huge emotional, plah, you know. Downward spiral. Yeah. So so both people in an argument need these DPT skills. And and when Ronnie came back to my life, I, I was I was scared by it. I was actually really, really happy because Ronnie really has a way with me. And I never, ever, ever wanted to go to that dark place again. So I was like, let's take the class together so that we you know, if we do start fighting again, that we can, you know, know how to fight properly. You know, use yeah. gloves, not punch below belt. <laughs> <laughs> so when I said take a class, that's what I meant. It was like a good kickboxing class or Crave McGar. <laughs> like, All right, I'm going to go in there and learn how to kick your ass properly. So, you know, we saw a cage fight on, on uh, Friday. Did you really? Yeah, one of our, our friends, Marco, he's fighting out the uh, Motor City Casino. And he won this time. Wow. First time good we job, saw him, Marco. we lost. The first time we saw him, he, he lost. Is Marco a small man, but... uh uh, but the first time we saw him, we talked to Erica and they're going to see him because Erica doesn't like fighting. She goes, I want to see that. He goes, come please watch it. It means a lot to me. And we watched him and he lost. <laughs> then we're like, okay, if you lose this time, we're done. <laughs> uh, this time he, he won. He, he like, knocked that guy out and like, oh. Really? Oh yeah, pretty quickly. Now, is this like the son of somebody or something like that? This is one like of our neighbors. It's not a son, but he's on like the wrestling team with their kids. Okay. I think when their daughter, our neighbor, she has a boy and two girls, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the daughters actually wrestled. But oh, fun. Anyways, the team they're very active with the, the sport, and he was like a wrestler, and and uh, uh, he just uh, uh, he could use some help, so they kind of like brought him in, almost like a you know like an adopted child, almost. Mm-hmm. He has his own family, but he spent a lot of time with them and stuff like that, so they treat him like you know their adopted child. Cool. And uh, he kind of meant a lot to them, so. That's why we see the, 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 these fights and stuff. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, Ronnie and I were looking, uh, we were talking about taking these, these, these class again. We looked at this place in West Bloomfield and stuff. And, like, well, to, to take our class, you got to, you, you have to be diagnosed with some kind of thing. And it's like, I'm so not So ridiculous. Sh- Especially yeah. in Minnesota, I know um, a friend of mine through the rescue, um, she was taking the class. And I don't know, even know how it all came up, but she was telling me, um, she was telling me all about this amazing class. And finally, I was like, oh, my gosh, are you talking about DBT? And she's like, yeah. And I had just been starting my class. And she was going for free to it. It was like at a church by her house, downtown Minneapolis. And I'm for like, free? okay, yeah, free. And then my insurance was like, you know, okay, you owe us like $5,000. I'm like, yeah, no, you, that's why I have insurance. <laughs> 5000 Yeah. It was 
wicked spendy. You did for the whole year? Was it your program or? Uh, it was four months, but I'm slow, so I took six. <laughs> <laughs> I just took a lot of time off. Ronnie had a crush with the teacher. <laughs> I like you. I don't know, I act a little more crazy. <laughs> so I could be here a little My crazy is not cured. Can I keep coming back? <laughs> yeah, so Ronnie and I were looking – like I said, we're looking to take this class, and it's funny, it's a struggle to take the class. They wanted to do this, that, and everything else, and charge a lot of money. It's like, I, I can appreciate people that make money, but it's like, I just want to maintain my friendship. I mean, she's not, I mean, Ronnie, you're invaluable to me, but uh, but still, <laughs> I don't want to spend money on you. <laughs> you're invaluable, but $5,000? <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> now I know how much I'm worth. Yeah, so so I I I, uh, I, I tried finding different places to do this because I thought they – because I know it was a group mm-hmm. program type thing. So I thought they had them all over the place and, and they didn't. And so I, I started reaching out to other people in other states and one of the people was – I was like, well, let's go to the source. And I found out that, you know, this – what's her name? Lunaham. Marsha. Marsha, 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 Marsha. Marsha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marsha, she, uh, uh, she's a professor of the uh, University of, of Washington, Seattle. Hmm. It was like my wife and I were going there on a trip to Alaska. I was like, maybe I can stop off there and actually get the advice right from the pro and say, hey, why don't you guys have classes? You know, Actually, right. I just wanted to yell at her. I'd say, you're crazy because you don't have class all over the place. And then she'd be like, <laughs> okay, let's practice our dear man approach to this dear and man. be all calm. Dear man. So, dear man, that's the – So I, I, I didn't, didn't meet her. Cook. I'm not sh- – I think she might have responded to me actually or one of her assistants maybe. Hmm. I, I would think that she won because she should be famous by now. She should be like, be like a bazillionaire for real, right? But so, anyways, this this is part of this this this, this therapy is called like a dielectric behavioral therapy, and, and it's, it's really good. And it's really disappointing that it's not using classrooms and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I liken it to Toastmasters. I mentioned Toastmasters on the show before, and Toastmasters is that organization that helps people speak better and communicate better. I mean, it's just communications all around. Private student speeches, private student estopraneous. Say the word. Est- what? Estra. Um, Make you talk pretty. Impromp- impromptu speaking. They, they had a big, huge word for it in Toastmasters. <laughs> but I, I, <laughs> words beyond three syllables are a struggle for me. Actually, words beyond two syllables. I was going to say. Estopraneous. Let's just go ahead and say. Uh, impromptu. Impromptive. Yeah, so they, they they teach you in Toastmasters. They teach you about how to do speeches, uh, presentations, but also how to do impromptu speaking, how to be like the MC of a, an event, like how to introduce people, um, how to recap, uh, the, 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 anything that has to deal with just talking. That's what they extemporous. Extemporaneous. Yeah, yeah, more syllables to it. That's <laughs> where I'm all <laughs> extemporized. That's where I'm testing Ronnie. Man. They always said, I was like, wow, I wish I had that kind of vocabulary where I could see these big, huge <laughs> words. Maybe people respect me a little bit more. Me talk pretty one day. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, there it is. Extemporaneous. Yeah. yeah. Composed or uttered without previous preparation, such as like what you were just doing. <laughs> How very extemporaneous of you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, so I failed there. <laughs> so, so this Toastmasters organization – um, I, I, sh- I should have mentioned that it's cheap. It's very, very cheap. It, it, it's it's, it's kind of like a club. And what I think it costs like maybe like a hundred bucks to join, which is essentially buying like a membership fee and buying your books, your, your little manuals. 
And how often do you have to re-up this $100? Uh, I think every year you have to re-up for like 30 bucks. Okay. So it's super cheap. And then you join a club. Oh, hey, watch this. Extemporaneous. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. Yeah, that's how you say it. <laughs> I still can't say it. Uh, but so you join Toastmaster, you pay a fee, you buy your books. And then what you do is you belong to a club. And the clubs have different fees. Some are Some can be free. But usually it's like five bucks a month or something, something pretty pathetic. But the whole program is kind of like a self or group. It's kind of group training. So you don't have a professional there to tell you how to do it. You just have some really good manuals. And they have a good program set up where you go there, you give your speeches, you follow the manuals, and everyone kind of like helps each other. So it's like peer-driven. Yes. Yeah. There's a different word for it than that, is there? Is it? Dude, how much longer do you want me to look at my phone? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, different words. Yeah, so, so it, okay, it's peer-driven. Uh, it, it's, it's peer-driven, but you go to these Toastmasters meetings like once a week. Uh, sometimes you can join like multiple clubs, maybe go twice a week. Uh, sometimes it's like two times a month. But it's, it's very casual. But it's a way that you can keep practicing. And I know I have speech problems. And I know like some of the issues that I have, like, like saying the ums, not pausing, not saying the ends of my words. Uh, I, I know these different issues, but knowing is, is not good enough. You know, you, you have to practice it. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the good things that Toastmaster does to get you there and gets you to practice it. And when I was going to Toastmaster like twice a week, I, may, I think my speech got better. Obviously, I haven't been to Toastmasters in a while, <laughs> so now my speech is all screwed up. <laughs> but but it, it's, it's it's a really wonderful organization. And I remember someone pointing out that it's really weird that we spent most of our time communicating with each other, you know, verbally. Yet, how many classes have we had in elementary school that dealt with verbal communications? Right. Probably one. I had one speech class. Interpersonal communication. Oh, hey, look at that. Interpersonal effect notice handout. <laughs> But I had one class that dealt with speech, and, and Toastmaster's like, this is what you spend most of your time doing is, is communicating with people. And to me, I would like to see like Toastmasters be almost like a, a regular program for elementary school kids right? all the way up. It would help me out a lot because I was always that shy, stupid one. I remember, oh, my, no, shy, smart, smart. You're fun, stupid. I'm shy, yes. smart. <laughs> I was always that shy, smart one. <laughs> but um, but it would be nice if Toastmasters type program was kind of taught throughout the elementary school where they get these kids to say, hey, get up there, learn how to talk, express yourself properly. But I think also that should go hand in hand with that is this DBT training. And and this DBT training deals more with how to deal with the conflicts that arise between people. Not just conflicts. It actually deals with like how to express yourself in situations that you might not be comfortable with, you know, normally, like um, some people like if you were so shy, then even just asking somebody at the grocery store, you know, do you have any more lettuce, things like this, because some people just like totally freak out about that kind of stuff. So it's more about how to express yourself in a way that is um, not restricting, you know, so you're like uh, kind of coming out of your own shell and getting out of your own way and becoming like a a regular member of society, I guess. <laughs> 
<laughs> Franklin member. Before before I look that up, I want to go ahead and tell you that you membership. Up, you got to look up regular member of society. <laughs> yeah, like there's any. But uh, members pay international dues of $45 every six months, plus any additional fees your club charges. There is a one-time new member fee of $20. So that's for Toastmasters. Yeah, that's relatively cheap. So it's cheap. like it's 90 bucks a year or – um, and the first year would be 110. It's cheap for the kind. Of, it's really cheap for, yeah. for the kind of stuff you, you you get out of it, and everyone can use it. Uh, I, I signed up for it because, uh, well, I actually went to, to a, a speech doctor once, and it's kind of weird. It's kind of like going to counseling. It's like sometimes when you go to a doctor, you want them to say one thing, and they say something different. Like I, I went to a speech doctor. I actually went to. Uh, <laughs> My dad used to say, "We have shit in your ears," because I, I was like, "Huh? What? 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 What?" And uh, I went to this, this uh, uh, eyes, ears, and nose uh, doctor. Uh-huh. He was saying, "No, nose, mouth, and ears." Uh-huh. I was watching no, the doctor check out. Like, my, I was watching the doctor check out my mouth, ear, and, and, nose, and throat. How the but the ears too, right? Did you say ears? Yeah, yeah. So oh doctor's te- well, checking shit in yours. <laughs> <laughs> so his doctor's checking out all my my mouth and stuff. I was like, I came here for my ears. <laughs> he goes, Hello, they're all connected. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I expected the, the the doctor to to. I was hoping the doctor would say, Yeah, you actually have shit in your ears, <laughs> and take it out, then I can hear. Uh, but he says, Nope, you're. I do not have shit in my ears. <laughs> I found out. Uh, what I found out is the doctor says, no, your ears are fine. Your, your throat's fine, all that kind of stuff. Uh, he says, you're fine. He says, you're probably one of those people that when someone starts talking to you, you you're always thinking. You're thinking, you're thinking. And when they say something, you start thinking about that. But they keep on talking. But you're thinking about the first sentence. And actually, Ronnie used to get really upset with me about this one, too. I'm like, could you just listen to the whole thing? I was Ask like, the no, I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. Get a piece of paper. Write your questions down. We'll take them at the end of the speech, please. I can't do it. Yeah, so, so uh, yeah, the doctor, he's the first one that pointed out the uh, the fact that, yeah, I'm one of those people. It wasn't really nice if we had said, oh, by the way, this is an indication you have ADD. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't pick up on that one. So I had to wait like 10 years later. Then I was like, oh, I have ADD. That would have been helpful to know. Um, so. Real quick, another thing I've just looked up. Ah, I lost it on the. What happened? Never mind. It's gone. Yeah, think about a lot of these. So it's kind of weird we go to these different doctors. You expect them to say one thing, but. Like I said, this doctor said that uh, I didn't have this. I went to a, a speech therapist once, once again, expecting the same thing. This is how I got to the Toastmasters. And he actually recorded me speaking. He says, just tell me something about yourself, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he recorded me, videotaped me doing this thing. And then he says, okay, now this time when you do it, what I want you to do is I want you to focus on saying the ends of your words and also pausing after every sentence and, you know, slowing down a little bit. So I did that, and he videotaped that one. And when I saw the video side by side, it was like night and day. I mean, it was like, wow, I'm very clear there by mumble lot over here. So he says, you don't have a, a physical problem. You just don't know how to speak. Just a mental problem. And I think he's the one that kind of turned me on to Toastmasters. And to, that's where Toastmasters is really good at because it's a place where you practice the stuff. 
And if you're mumbling and stuff like that, people would you know politely tell you, it's like, pause a little bit more often. Stop saying the, the filler words, you know, the ums and all the stuff I've been doing on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Today's not as bad as uh, last week, though. Well, I'm, I'm trying to. But, it, but it's something that you, you have to practice. And actually, this show is something I'm, I'm kind of hoping to help out with my speech so I, I, I can overcome that problem where, where I, I, you know, my, my little insecurity with that kind of stuff. But, so as far as peer learning, I've got one of the most visible approaches to peer learning comes out of cognitive psychology, which is another approach, which is cognitive behavior therapy, which is also amazing, but uh, slightly different than DBT. Um, and as applied with a mainstream educational framework, peer learning is an educational practice in which students interact with other students to attain educational goals. So it's still right. Yeah. So the thing is they should. Or cooperative learning is another way of saying it. So the thing is, this, this DBT training is uh, where Toastmasters focus on how to speak. Um, DBT is, is more about uh, – I think the biggest thing is, is about e- emotional regulation, yeah. uh, keep, keeping your emotions under control and you know, being in the moment or whatever it is. Uh, but it's, it's kind of like more like when you get really, really, really agitated. It's, it's kind of like stress management in a sense or anger management. I think it's more um, just – Self self management because it's not even always a matter of of a um in a fight happening, but it's a stressful situation. So you want you know or something that could cause you stress. Oh, I had one that by the way. By the way, it was a little agitated before I came here. <laughs> so, oh, because you had to go pay your ticket. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I got a, a traffic violation after everyone leaving the two shows ago. <laughs> I just paid it today. No, I had some other issue that popped up that caused me a little bit of stress. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, so uh, DBT, like I said, stands for Dialectical Behavioral Therapy. And it's basically a big part of this managing overwhelming emotions. And, and there's, 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 I was talking about crazy earlier, but there's a lot of different variations of crazy. But one variation of crazy is like not being able to control your emotions or, or, have them take off on you. And it's, you know, there's something we should pay a lot of attention to because like, we got these people coming from, back from the war that have PTSD. Which is a major part of DBT training. Yeah, because of, because the, It's actually why I went to DBT training was because of the PTSD. Yeah, yeah. So, so that they, you, know, you, you talked about these, these people that are in war and the, the emotions are like just racing and racing and racing because you know, you know, they're killing people and watching their friends die. Um, they... they they got all this stuff happening to them, and they, it puts them on this. This, from my understanding, why I'm just talking mm-hmm. shit, anyways. But um, from my understanding, though, it, it basically almost almost chemically changes your system, where it puts them on a heightened thing of alert, where they're 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 always like running on the edge of being stressed out big time. And so this class kind of like helps them control their emotions, and when someone does like tip them off a little bit, you know, not to overreact, I guess. Yes. So, so um. Basically, page one says the general goal of DBT is to learn and refine skills and changing behavioral, emotional, and thinking patterns associated with problems in living. That is those causing misery and distress. So uh, the goal is to decrease behaviors such as interpersonal chaos, 
labeling emotions and moods, impulsiveness or confusion about self, cognitive cognitive dysregulation. See, that's a big word I can't say either. I know, right? <laughs> this, um, this is the big words, show. <laughs> this behavior. is my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> what you want to work on is interpersonal effectiveness skills, emotion regulation skills, distress tolerance skills, and core mindfulness skills. Sounds like a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, and that actually, that's what I thought when Ryan first told us to me. He's like, well, this is a bunch of bullshit. You totally did. I remember you, and I was like, you're going to fucking read the book, and I don't care if you like it or not. Oh, ding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what the funny thing is that um, I sent you that other, the, the PDF file. Yeah, that's why I, that's that's what I read on the way read. out to Seattle. Right. But um, you being the smart guy, you read that. And Thanks. And me being the dumb one, uh, yeah, I still haven't read that book. <laughs> so <laughs> why don't you fill me in on what it said? <laughs> so, yeah, so Ronnie, when I went to Alaska, why did you give me that book at that time? Um, somebody had just sent it to me. But we weren't fighting, I don't think. No, I think I, I just – because I thought you were interested in it and I like I cramming it down your throat and making you remember like fix your shit. Yeah, Ryan doesn't read the book at all. So she just blows up I at just me all the time. But, but she's kind of me to be the, the, the I, one I need – just give me a synopsis of it. Is there like a – what is that – those little things that you get at college so you don't have to actually read the book? Oh, the cliff notes? Yes. <laughs> I need the cliff note version of it. Okay, I, get, I, I get there. But it is something actually – after Ryan and I broke up, I, I, I actually did read up on that stuff a lot. I studied it. Actually, at one time, Ryan called me like two months after we, 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 we stopped – being friends, whatever it is, it, I don't know if you realize, but I was reading up on it when you called me. Oh, really? I was like, oh shit, it's too soon. It's too soon. I don't know. I'm not good enough yet. I don't know. I don't know how to do this stuff. I don't know. I was like a complete panic, but I was like thinking, okay, they just told me to do this. They uh, do this, do this, do this, do this. But yeah, you did that. And then when he, uh, Ryan, you know, God bless her because uh, I, I, I knew she'd come back and she did. And she yeah. did. And what she did is like, is, is uh, you know, it meant a lot to me. And, uh, since then, we've been, you know, we, we had a couple of tiny fights here and there, but it was like, now I know the training. I'm a lot better about dealing with our issues. I still need a lot of practice, but I'm a lot better with it. We can fight more if you want. No. <laughs> well, I want you to make sure that you keep, you know, up on your practicing, so. Well, actually, well, so I, I do have a little issue. So like I said, we're all crazy in our own little different way. Running has remember crazy doesn't necessarily mean bad. It's not the talking to the trees and nobody's helping you out kind of thing. It's it's having a see part of reason why yeah part of reason why I say crazy all the time is because I almost want like people to get a little bit more numb to it. Yes, it's like when my when when I describe Ryan to my friends like she's she's my crazy friend, but I love her, you know. And it's like I want people to like, okay, the, 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 there's some things that you might think are crazy, you might fall into crazy category, but it's like it's fine to me. It's what I like. You yeah. know, I like that. So it's, it's kind of like a, a whole big thing about perspective. And it kind of rolls into the whole astrology of things. Like, yeah, Ronnie, I, I love Ronnie. She, 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 and we click. But I don't click with other people necessarily. And it's like, well, okay, they're not just they're just not my, you know, shot of whiskey. They're not my, my cup of tea, whatever. They're just not me. So we all have like a, a different perspective and uh ronnie actually when ronnie and i were fighting she, she I adopted a dog because of her which i loved my dog it's a cute dog <laughs> my, yeah, my, i love my dog but my, my dog's <laughs> my, my dog's ronnie gave me a crazy bitch <laughs> <laughs> so my, my dog is crazy and and you know 
the, the when my dog's like like ADD is just like very hyper, uh, it's very energized, and it's but sometimes it's a problem. So like one of her problems is she's like an alpha dog, so she kind of like attacks other little dogs. It's like ah, and she barks a lot. It's like I need to control this type of thing. I think some people talk about like giving a dog drugs, like real and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, if you have a dog that's out of control, you can give it a tablet of um, Benadryl. Well, so I thought about this stuff, and you might want to check the dosage. Based and, and, and I am an ADD. I, I, I'm not hyperactive ADD. My mind is, but my 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 conversation's not, or other stuff's not. But um, and I take Adderall, and Adderall. I wish someone would give my that to me back in high school because I would have passed my classes better. <laughs> but uh, but when I take Adderall, for if you if you have ADD, when you take Adderall, it kind of calms you down. Which is really cool because it helps you study and, and focus. Um, but what I thought about is like, well, in a sense, I don't want to do that all the time because I think part of the thing that makes me me is the fact that my mind races all over the place. I'm thinking about everything. And I think it's kind of like one of my endearing qualities. I think I can. Uh, You're supposed to say yes. You're supposed to say yes. You're supposed to say yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> whatever. Whatever you said. I, no. Um. I I can usually tell when you take it and when you don't. Oh my, my, you can. Yes. Oh, I think I've I've said it to you before. It's like, you take Adderall. <laughs> yeah, my my uh, I have a, a friend I tested her once that said, "Hey, do you know something different?" She goes, "Yeah, you're very easy to talk to now." And I was like, "Oh, maybe I should take this." <laughs> but I never about- thought you weren't easy to talk to. Um, so don't don't think that at all. I think that um, and no, it, it's almost it's you're not. You don't jump into the my incredibly long stories as quickly <laughs> as you do when you don't. That's true. So yes. Yeah, so, so, but the thing is, like, I have my own little variation of crazy. I actually, had a, a variation crazy this weekend. Uh, my wife hates it. Uh, hates that reading about this DPT stuff a lot. Be- 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 because, because, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, I read it because of, of Ronnie and. and uh, but uh, I was like, Eric, you can benefit from this stuff because some of these skills that I learned. You know, to to deal with my my friend, it also applies to everyone like you. You know, when when you're having a bad day, mm-hmm. there's one time where where I learned a lesson about uh, uh <laughs> when, one of my biggest problems was like when someone's talking, they're upset and they're yelling at you and stuff like that. I go into a solution mode. Yeah, where I want to try that to fix the problem. Always so annoying. Well, you should do this and you should do this and you should do this. And I, I found out in the studies that that's not something you do. <laughs> you don't do Sometimes that. Sometimes people just want to vent. And then when they're done venting and they look at you and they say, what do you think? Then you can say, well, maybe you could think of possibly trying this. But you don't say, here's what you're going to do. Because the people yep. are like, hey, I'm not a dumbass. I already thought about your simpleton-minded thoughts. And I already tried that last year. And the problem is still here. So don't come at me with your dumb shit. Yeah, so so, I, <laughs> so I, I, I just kind of like read this lesson. And I just reviewed this lesson. And then my wife had a stressful day in which she's venting. And I'm like, what should you do this? And she goes, Jimmy, I just want you to listen. It's like, oh, shit, I know this. I know this. I just learned this thing. So I, th- I think it would be really nice if this DBT was something that was practiced all, all the, all the yeah. time. So but um, so there's some really good lessons. This weekend, uh, I tend to – like DBT addresses like when your emotions run away. Uh, this happens to me when I get drunk. Uh, this is why my wife doesn't like when I get drunk. Oh my gosh, you can always tell when Jim's drunk too, because sooner or later on Facebook, I love my wife Erica. <laughs> and there'll be a picture, and it's like, oh, I love, I love my wife. It's true. It's but sometimes I get upset with her though. 
So he but is, then even when you're upset, then you'll post something and say, even when I get upset with my wife, Erica, yeah. I still love her. <laughs> yeah. So we, we have an issue where I, 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 get, I get a little bit emotional about some things and poor Erica has to deal with me when I, I'm that way. Whiskey. Uh, were uh, you uh, drinking whiskey again? Yeah. Yep. But I don't know. Uh, but but something happened this weekend where – and, and when I'm like this, I'm like doing these like DPT scouts. Oh, okay. We're running out of time, but – Here's my biggest lesson. So if you are dealing with anyone and you have a, uh, a fight, okay, these are my little lessons. This is how I can put up with Ronnie's what? beautifulness. Ah! <laughs> I got a face for radio, that's for sure. <laughs> is that what I want to say? <laughs> so, so these are my biggest takeaways, which I think everyone should learn. So write down the stuff. Get ready. Ready? So this some I, I take this from the DBT a podcast. Type they can rewind it. Yeah, we're going to talk about this next week too, a little bit more detail, not so scatterbrained. But but my biggest thing is, uh, number one thing is, first, understand the person you're with. Yes. You know, uh, understand like, like, like Ronnie's crazy. I'm a geek. You know, I, I have ADD. You know, I, I'm not going to listen to every word. I'm going to, you know, go off my little zone thing. You know, part of the thing is understand things. Let's go back to astrology, you know. You know, to kind of like understand, you know, oh, this person's a bitch. This person's a geek. This person's this. You know, biggest thing is understand. Biggest thing, validation. Yes. Validation. Oh, my God, yes. And that this is where I was – well, I was wrong on a lot of these things. That's why Brian and I were fighting so much. But, you know, if, if someone says something, uh, you have to keep in mind, like, they're seeing the, the, the you know, the, the ball. They're seeing the black side of the ball. Mm-hmm. And you got to find a way to figure out, like, what the heck they're talking about is, is like, how to validate them. They're, they're not necessarily crazy. And, and, and there's sometimes where people say things and it's like, you know, a lot of times people want to be re- reassured. It, one of the worst things you can do to someone is, is if, if you're stressed out, and actually this weekend, I was really stressed out about the radio on my RV. That's what my issue was. Okay, and, the RV is like from the 50s, so the radio is going to break sooner or later. Well, it did, but it, it meant a lot to me at that point. Uh. So the worst thing you can say to someone at that particular time is, it's not a big deal. When you say it's not a big deal, that is the biggest thing you do to mm-hmm. validate someone. Or when somebody's really pissed off and you go, why don't you calm down? It's like, why don't you go... F- Oop. <laughs> 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 yeah, but the, the, the thing is, it's, it's like validation is absolutely huge. It's like, it's like you know, you don't... There's some things where people are venting and we always – somehow or another we're trained to like say, no, 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 it's not that bad. It's not that mm-hmm. bad. You know, say, I can see why it's bad to you. I can see that. I understand that. You know, I, I can see that stuff. So validation is huge. You got to put yourself – you got to understand where the other person is coming from. And their their mind is like – it's important to them. In my case, yeah, the radio wasn't a big deal. To me, it was. You know, it was a big deal. And if you, if you don't get yourself in that validation point right off the bat, then – Things go bad really right. quickly. Um, you know, another another big thing is um, if someone lashes out, don't fight back. True. Yeah, you know, that that is probably Very one, of the, true. one of the biggest things is you, you know sometimes people you know if their emotions take them over. Like in my case, my, my, my I was getting there and I wasn't lashing out at my wife necessarily, but uh, but you know she wasn't very happy. But you know it was like. You know, I think a lot of times when we're emotional, we tend to say some nasty things to the people we love. And the, you know, the biggest reaction people have is to defend themselves. Right. And kind of punch and back. It just escalates everything. Yeah. It's it's like, you know, you got someone in an argument has to realize, like, stop fighting. Yeah. You know, let the person vent. Sometimes they just want to vent. And sometimes 
Like, just because this person's pissed off does not mean that you should also be pissed off. Like, well, actually, you it's don't. More, it's more important that you don't get pissed yeah. off. Yeah. You got to control your own emotions. That's why both people need to know this dialectic behavior type thing. You got both people need to control their emotions. I mean, right. I'm going to cut you off. No, no, no. Um, I was just thinking about um, that series Outlander or whatever. There was a scene, the, the daughter had been raped or whatever, and she was upset about it. And then the father got like uber pissed off. And she's like, no, you don't have a right to be more pissed than me. And it's like that, it kind of yeah. resonates. It's like, no, you you get to listen to me right now. If you want to get pissed off and you want to go and, and do something about it later, but this is me right now and I need this time for me. Yeah. And you, you, you actually have lashed out at me a couple times, but it's like, I think that's one of the biggest things I did. It's like, I was like, ah, uh, me? What? Fuck. <laughs> Are you telling me I'm you? wrong? <laughs> How dare you? But I think one of my biggest things I, I do is like, let her vent. Yeah. You know, Ryan's having a bad day. Let her vent. Let, let, let her go on about this stuff. Oh, I'm looking at my phone. Um, <laughs> Busted. But another thing that this is one place I was horrible at, absolutely horrible at, is, um, uh, don't try to find solutions. Mm-hmm. If someone's like upset and they're really bothered and stuff like that, uh, you, my natural reaction was like, calm down. It's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Why don't you do this? You stupid. Why don't you do this, you idiot? You, are you stupid? And right. actually, that's, that's how it comes across when you're, when people are emotions yeah. are ringing high. You it's know, like, how stupid do you think I am? You know, like if you get, if I got pissed off and this is just a complete. Ronnie never. Ronnie never. I'm normally so calm. Like, she is. I'm always. Yeah, you should be a happy, saint. So, happy go lucky. You are a saint, aren't you? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Waiting, <laughs> waiting for that pope to call me. I don't know what his name is, but yeah. but um, um, let's say like the bank, like um, bounces a check or something, and you're yeah. like, ah, these people they suck, and I know I did this, and blah 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 blah. Don't say, oh well, have you tried, you know, signing up for this? Like, yeah, you jackass. Of course, I already tried to do that. Like, just, just calm. Don't, just don't. Yeah. Don't answer everything. It's, it's, it's very it's much like against. You don't my... think I, I know that? Yeah. The, the biggest thing is don't try to find solutions. Wait till the person calms down. And actually, biggest thing is wait for them to ask. You know, wait for them to ask. Yeah. And of course, in all these kind of things, like even if you're dealing with someone that's like a, a is actually really crazy and has some some serious issues. Um, don't treat them like a child. Right. You know, no one likes to be treated like a child. Even know? children. Yeah. Even children, yeah. It's like, it's like I mean, if you think about it, like a kid in like say fifth grade or whatever, whatever issue that they're having, that's as big of an issue as they know. Like yeah. that's that's their entire world. Like, oh my God, I'm going to fail science or I don't know what kind of problem fifth graders have. But that's like <laughs> – that's they're, they're crazy for that. I know. <laughs> Thank God I don't have kids. But that's like as big as they can deal with. So to belittle it and say, "Well, if you think that's tough, wait till you get older." It's like, yeah, kind of, kind of a dumb move there. Yeah. So we're going to talk about we're, we're, we're out of time here, but we're going to talk about this a little bit more next week and probably future weeks. But like I said, once again, if you're in an issue with someone, and actually this goes to yourself too. You got to control yourself. You know, control your own emotions. But you know, try to try to. You know, validate the other person. You know, don't you know? Don't say no. It's not that way. It's not that way. You know, you're not fat. You know, <laughs> validate their fears, and and then if they lash out, don't fight back until wait, wait till they calm down. And they still don't fight back. Just don't fight. And then you know, don't try to find the solutions, and you know, mm-hmm. don't treat them like a kid. So that would do our show this week. So. <laughs> Did you ever? What's 
trading trading set blazing saddles. It's like you're making a German spectacle of yourself. <laughs> so don't do that. Oh, by the way, I did come up with one last thing before we go. Uh, so Eric and I had this little issue where I was drunk. So I, 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 I'm telling her how she should behave towards me. Mm. But I should actually practice some of these DBT skills myself. Did you want to borrow my book? No, I'm going to get drunk again and get in a fight with Erica. <laughs> now, what, what I want Erica to do is say, okay, Jimmy, practice your skills. <laughs> this is training. <laughs> I'm sure that's what she'll say. Yeah. She'll be all happy about it. She's like, oh, I'm so glad that we got to do this together. Thank yeah. you for getting drunk and busy again. All right. This is a good Reverend Jim. If you want some more information, go to thegoodreverendjim.com. And of course, my crazy friend, my crazy friend, Ronnie, that I love. So, <laughs> And hi to uh, Megan Marie and Sally... Silly Sally Potato Pie. Do they listen? I, I know Sally does. Yeah. Megan, you better start listening, child. All right. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>